Welcome to the Raging Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Dixon, Kai Zabo, and Taylor McIntyre. What's up, you turkeys? Welcome to episode 60 of the Raging Takes Podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. I am your host, Brian Dixon, joined as always by my co-hosts, Kai the Commissioner Zabo and Taylor McIntyre, a.k.a. Mac. Good evening, fellas. Salutations. Meow. <laughs> Meow to you, too. Meow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a Week 18 review in store today, uh, run through the last week of the NFL regular season. Kind of look ahead to the playoff matchups just a little bit. We'll get to them mainly on our uh, Saturday podcast, but uh, we could definitely talk about the matchups just a little bit, especially since Mac won't be on that pod. And there's also some coaching news, so we'll get to that first. Uh, Three head coaches have been fired since the last time we spoke. First up, Commanders fire Ron Rivera. I think we kind of saw this coming a mile away for the last several weeks. Uh, it just wasn't wasn't really working out. They never really got that full rebuild in. He's been the coach for four years, I think, and they never really improved. Made the playoffs one time, but if you remember, that was the year that they won the NFC East with a losing record uh, during the COVID year, 2020. So it's like, yeah, sure, I guess you can give them some sort of credit, but it's like seven and nine still, so or or seven and ten, whatever they were back then. So. I, I I don't know. I'm not all that impressed with that one showing, too. It just never really got off the ground there in the Ron Rivera era for the Commanders. And now that they have a new owner, too, Josh Harris, it kind of just made sense for them to start over once again. So, yeah, so there, I, I've heard some coaching, uh, some names thrown about that they're interested in. I can't remember off the top of my head uh, a number of them. I think Dan Quinn was one of them. Cowboys defensive coordinator. There's there's a handful of other people too that they're uh, they're interested in talking to. So it's a pretty good year to like go out and find a coach. I feel like honestly. Oh yeah, there's a lot of good candidates. There's They're some pretty, names out there for sure. Yeah, a name we're about to talk about. Yes, sir. Uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, we'll just jump right over to that that one. The Titans fired Mike Vrabel today. Uh, usually. It's the Monday that that all the firings happen, but it's really been only what Ron Rivera was. Arthur Smith was on Sunday night, really, like mm-hmm. shortly after the game, a few hours mm-hmm. later. Uh, the Commanders were on Monday. The Titans were today on Tuesday this morning. Uh, I, I wouldn't say this one was unsuspected, but I, d- I definitely think it was undeserving. Yeah, I well, mean, he's a good coach. Well, you guys saw the little blurb about how they were like basically too lazy to go and trade him because it would take too much work, and so they just yeah, fired him that. instead. Yeah, it's weird. That is because, like, to me, he's the most desirable coach now that's available. I'd rather have Harbaugh still, but he's definitely up there. I mean, he just won a championship. It's like, is it any type of guarantee he just leaves? You know. Definitely not uh, just the writing on the wall with like the cheating scandal and stuff like that. But he kind of hinted yesterday on SportsCenter, too, that he might come back. So who knows? Uh, I, I think it's definitely up in the air. I'm not even sure he knows exactly what. But I, I definitely think he's going to listen to NFL teams. Oh, yeah. Because the, the NCAA the is going to have sanctions on him, too. So I don't I don't know how serious that'll be. It might not even be that big of a deal. I have no idea how the NCAA runs its business when it comes to this type of shit. So I have no idea. But 
I, I definitely think it's up in the air right now whether he comes back to the to Michigan or goes to the NFL. So if, if he's available, I still think Harbaugh is number one. But Vrabel, I would say Vrabel's two for sure, mm-hmm. and it's a close second uh, for me personally at the very least. I don't know how you rank him, Kai. No, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I think if Harbaugh does not come back to the NFL, Mike Vrabel is probably the most desirable head coach Vrabel. right now. Vrabel. 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 It's kind, so, of a, it's kind of a tongue twister. So I kind of mentioned this a couple of weeks, or I think it was actually just like last week, maybe, but it kind of makes sense for him to go to New England if they get rid of Bill. Uh, I mean, he was a Super Bowl champion, I think three times Super Bowl champion with the Patriots back in the day. He had a bunch of memorable moments. Well, probably one of the best linebackers in their franchise history. It just kind of makes sense, and it would fit perfectly, honestly. And he's a really good coach, so I, I would say New England should probably be interested in him if they were to move on from Belichick, and I imagine they will be. So whether he's interested in them or somebody else, uh, I, I definitely hope the Raiders sniff around him. Mm. Yeah, he's a really, really great coach. Like yeah. The thing about Frable is like – no matter what kind of talent they had on the team o- over his tenure, it's like they come in like absolutely prepared. Yeah, and they they can play up to their uh, the skill level, even if it's, uh, even if it's a better team than what they have, you know. So yeah, that says a lot. Yeah, I agree there. And uh, one other coaching uh, tenure news: to fi- Falcons fired Arthur Smith on Sunday, as I kind of already hinted at. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> that national nightmare is over. We can go. Kai, I don't know about you. I'm going to go ahead and delete that Falcons note that we put in the other day. It's already deleted in my head. Oh, nice. Good job. In your head. <laughs> That's where your notepad is. Yep. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, especially, <laughs> I was kind of like looking at some things and I saw a tweet that's what made me think about it, but they don't have hardly anybody under contract is that that's of note besides drake london as a wide receiver next year so mm. they're probably gonna go and get one with that what do they have the the ninth or something i can't remember uh it's somewhere it's something like that yeah it, yeah it's, it's around that range um ninth and 11. Yeah, i mean would you guys say that they would you guys say that they need eighth. a quarterback eighth oh it's yes, eight absolutely so they could get do you think they would go get like a Dunze? Is that too high for him? I would. I, I would say maybe. I I would draft a quarterback mm-hmm. if one were yeah. available. Either Jaden McDaniel or or Michael Penix, yeah, probably. Like okay, this is this is what is like running through my head scenario wise is. Um, they have they have a little bit of draft capital. They could go trade for Justin Fields while the Bears mm. take. Caleb Williams, which Kai hates Caleb Williams, so he doesn't like this already. But um and then yeah, they just pair him with a nice young rookie. Uh yeah, I don't hate in? that. The Bears have to want to trade fields first off, and then second off, this is a team that didn't want Lamar Jackson last year because he misses five ish games a year. And how many games did Justin Fields miss this year? About five. They're pretty similar styles of play, too. So Maybe Arthur Blank was just using that excuse because he just didn't want Lamar Jackson for whatever reason, maybe money-wise or something. Fields won't cost as much as Lamar did, but eventually Fields is going to need a contract extension, and quarterbacks, no matter how good you are, usually get paid a shit ton. Look at Daniel Jones. So I don't I don't know what their philosophy is when it comes to something like that. You're going to have to pay somebody eventually, dude. I agree with you. I, I wouldn't hate that going to grab Fields. Might as well try it out. 
But if they if if he's not for sale, because who knows what the Bears are going to do? I, I think they might be forced to draft a quarterback eighth overall because it's like how many times it definitely does a top ten pick come around? Like that's what should happen, but I don't know. They haven't ran their franchise perfectly. No, definitely yeah. not. But you think with all these other offensive weapons you have, Pitts and London and, and Bijan, and granted, London might be the only wide receiver they have on the roster, but still a pretty solid wide receiver to build around. You know, I guess you can go find a couple of cheap guys. Maybe you could re-sign somebody that's already on the roster. Who do they have? Who else do they have on that? Van Jefferson, Mac Hollins. <laughs> maybe you can maybe you can re-sign Mac Hollins. Who knows? But I'm sure there'll be some names out there that they can go pick up, or even later in the second, third, fourth rounds, you can maybe find a wide receiver. Um, It'd be a pretty good draft overall. I still think, I don't know, because they just seem to love, like they loved Matt Ryan for so long, obviously. I think Russell Wilson is still on the table for them. Mm, that, I would actually like Russell Wilson to the Falcons. Maybe. And then still draft a quarterback, perhaps. But uh, maybe not. I don't I don't know. They They have some decisions to make, for sure. Yeah, it's I an agree. Interesting team. What uh, what coaches do you think will be they'll be interested in? I think they're gonna end up with like Ben Johnson. Yeah, like a not like a secondary choice, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like the Dan Quinns, Ben Johnson. Dan Quinn like already that. coached there. Maybe Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, they could bring it. They could bring him back, dude. Maybe I don't know. I I haven't heard anything about the enemy so far in this coaching search this year, and teams have shown that they don't really want to hire him for whatever reason. Grant, and then the commander's offense really wasn't good at all this year, so I'm not sure the enemy is going to get a crack. Mm. Mm. Just reading the writing on the wall when it comes to the, for whatever reason, people just don't like him. Uh, the, you know, the, it was like, oh, maybe he I interviews he bad people the wrong way. He, he has might. To. Yeah, he might. I don't know. Uh, I haven't really ever gotten that sense that he's like some sort of asshole or anything like that. But there's there's definitely something there. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. There is there any other um, any other coaches we expect to get fired here in the in the coming days? Mm. I feel like it's usually what over by Monday. For? Yeah. What are we waiting for? If you're but there's it? usually way more than this. Granted, we had a, we had several firings in the regular season, but I mean, mm-hmm. how about? I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but I was kind of thinking maybe Dennis Allen, just because of what happened in the game. They said, yeah, maybe, but they said uh, I heard a report today that that because of the strong showing at the end of the year, he's coming back. Mm. So I don't think I think I think he's going to stay the coach. I think Eberflus still is a possibility, but. Oh, we keep hearing different things about that situation, so I honestly have no idea about that either. I guess uh, maybe Nick Sirianni, depending on what happens. Sirianni, potentially, yeah. There's definitely some playoff teams that, that could move on from their coaches, I guess. Sirianni is definitely one of them. <clears throat> Think for the, the, the Eberflus, like, it totally d- depends on if they do stick with fields. If they do, they probably keep Eberflus. Yeah, maybe. And I think like, if you don't if you don't keep fields, you have to get rid of Eberflus. That's exactly yeah. Like new coach, just new everything. I don't think you have to keep Eberflus if you keep fields, though. I think you could move if you're if you're choosing to commit to Justin Fields, you could still find a different coach. But it's definitely much more likely they would keep Eberflus if they kept fields. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Definitely scenario based for sure, and we'll keep an eye on that ego situation for sure because it's, it's bad vibes around that one. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, let's. Take a look at the playoff 
matchups for next week. So we got in the AFC, it's Bills, Steelers, it's Dolphins, Chiefs. And who's the other one I'm missing? It's uh, Bills, Steelers, Dolphins, Chiefs. What's the other one? Um, I mean, I don't have it. Or you mean that they're actually playing? Better playing. They're actually playing. Uh, Sorry, I didn't even have this. I can do that off the top of my head. Browns, Texans. Yep, there we go. Browns, Texans. How how did we forget Browns, Texans? Uh, And then in the NFC, it's Packers, Cowboys, Eagles, Bucks, Rams, Lions. Mm. So which uh, which ones are you guys most? Oh, I just realized it's three AFC games in a row, and then three NFC games after that. Mm -hmm. So the two Saturday games are both AFC, and then Sunday morning will be Steelers, Bills. And then from there, it'll be Packers, Cowboys in the afternoon on Sunday, Rams, Lions, Sunday night, Eagles, Bucks, Monday night. Mm. Okay. You excited to wait till all the way till Monday for Eagles, Bucks, Kai? I, I actually am. That means I could be happy on Sunday before I get disappointed on Monday. So Fair enough, yeah. Cool, cool with me. But uh, for my favorite game of the week, though, mm-hmm. Rams, Lions by far. By far, huh? Mm-hmm. It's definitely got the best storylines attached to it yeah, for I mean, sure. It's revenge game for both for both quarterbacks. You know, Goff gets to play the Rams again. Matt Stafford returns to Detroit. I mean, that would be an insane storyline if Stafford beats Detroit in Detroit. So, I mean, it's a big storyline no matter what because if mm-hmm. Goff wins, he beats the Rams. So, exactly. a, team, a team that gave up on him completely. The Lions didn't give up on Stafford. It was just time to move on for both sides. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a golf revenge. It's not really a Stafford revenge game. It's golf's revenge. Yeah, there's um, no ill will there between Detroit and. Did Stafford. you hear that? Did you hear the Lions are are trying to tell fans not to wear Stafford jerseys on Sunday? Really? Oh goodness! Yeah, there's still not true that is. I heard about it. If you're, yeah, wearing, I, I think that's, that's I the think only that's jersey you got. You're still wearing a jersey. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know how true it is. It's just something I heard on Twitter today. So. That's Shame so on them strange. if it is true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, what's your favorite game of the week, Mac? Uh, Browns Texans. Browns Texans. That's my that's my second boy. That's my AFC one for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a fun one. Those two are definitely on my top three, and Dolphins and Chiefs are is the other one. I think those three are slightly ahead of the other three. Yeah. I definitely uh, think yeah. five out of six are really entertaining, though. I think Steelers Bills. I although I think that it probably will be a close game, and I wouldn't be like, this is weird because I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers won either. It's not like something where like I think the Bills are going to kill them. It's just I feel like that's just going to be such a boring game. The Steelers just don't play mm-hmm. that that fun of a brand of football. The best player from either team, TJ Watt, is not going to be playing. It's kind of just like a bummer of a game. It might be in the snow too. The snow is like the only thing that might make it a little entertaining. I just, I just feel like that's going to be a really boring kind of like a low scoring ass game, maybe like 20 to 17. Mm-hmm. I don't know so, who the announcer was for the Steelers game on whatever day this last week, but that's literally what the guy said like 70 times. Like this is Steelers football. You play good defense and you run the ball. It's like, yeah, it's probably going to be like that all over again. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, if and if it is like that, the Steelers might have an advantage because they do play like that. And uh, although I, McDermott has been getting a lot of hate this year for his coaching style and stuff like that, even from like Bills fans, but I uh, I still think he's a solid coach. Mike Tomlin is the better coach, though. So uh, if it's something like that, it's a really low low scoring game and stuff like that. The Steelers definitely have a chance to win this game. So uh, we'll talk about that more on Saturday, though. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about any of these games before we head into the review? I think we covered it pretty well. 
did good. We'll get more of it on Saturday. So let's get into week 18, the final se- the final week of the regular season. First game up, Steelers 17, Ravens 10. This is one of the Saturday games. Mason Rudolph started yet again for the Steelers, and he will start again this week against the Bills. He was 18 of 20 for 152 and a touchdown. Najee Harris was 26 carries for 112 yards and a touchdown, and he had five catches for 21 yards. Jalen Warren was nine for 33 on the ground, five for 17 through the air. Deontay Johnson, four catches, 89 yards and a touchdown. TJ Watt had eight tackles and two sacks before he left with a sprained MCL. Seems like he is going to be, well, I mean, obviously he's going to be out for the wild card game. It sounds like he may even be out for the second round if the Steelers were to advance. So keep an eye on that. For the Ravens, they remembered they rested Lamar Jackson. So Tyler Huntley was the starter, went 15 of 28 for 146 and a touchdown, had 40 rushing yards. Gus Edwards was 10 for 48. Nelson Aguilar, 5 for 39 through the air. Isaiah Likely, two catches, 31 yards and a touchdown. And on defense, Delshawn Phillips had 13 tackles for Baltimore. So uh, thoughts on this game on Saturday, Kai? Uh, I mean, it was a good game. I mean, the Steelers had the correct formula to win this game. This also was a like heavy rain game. So usually in a heavy rain game, you don't want to throw as much. You know, you want to just like pound the rock. And that's kind of what the Steelers are good at. So they played a successful formula here, even though if it was against the Ravens B team. Are you back? I was working. I was listening. So I I could kind of see like a little bit here and there. But uh. No, yeah, that's everything Kai said. It was they were just I think was there a couple fumbles this game, right? That kinda shook I mean, things up back and forth. I remember. It was pouring rain, so yeah. I can't I can't specifically I Mel- remember, Melvin but I think Gordon I think had so. one. I remember hearing Mel- Melvin Gordon fumbled oh, one time. I'm looking but... it up right now. Yeah, uh Gus Edwards also fumbled and lost it. Mason Rudolph lost a fumble, Jalen Warren lost a fumble. So yeah, four lost fumbles in this game. I remember the yeah. Gus Edwards fumble now, yeah. The slippery I mean, balls. Slippery ball, yeah. So good for Mason Rudolph, though. He's still winning games for the Steelers. Uh, like Mike Tomlin said, he's he's going to ride the hot hand. I imagine Rudolph will be the starting quarterback no matter what the rest of the way through because either they're going to lose or they're going to win, and it's still the hot hand most likely. Mm-hmm. So I, I fully expect Mason Rudolph to start the remaining games for Pittsburgh, and then from there, who knows? I don't think he's playing well enough to be like a starter next year, so I imagine maybe Pittsburgh will either look for a quarterback in the draft or maybe they'll be in the market for like a Russell Wilson. I, I don't. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. He would be okay for the Steelers. Oh, yeah. Mr. Unlimited. Are you kidding? I think I even like that fit more than the Falcons fit. Dude. even. Uh, Him and George Pickens could be besties. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I could see Russ in a, in a Steelers uniform. It, looked, it would look kind of weird, but he would. Yeah, he's better than all the quarterbacks they currently have on the roster, I think. Uh, Najee did. Harris. Oh, sorry. Continue. Uh, no, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Najee Harris, he's been pretty good workhorse back lately. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like turned it around here at the at the end of the year, the last four or five games of the year, plus this one. Looking a little more spry all of a sudden. We just have to talk shit about him for a couple months, and he finally started to hear us, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Najee Harris is it's like he's just very steady. You know, it's like he's either going to get like a two yard gain or he might bust out the occasional like 15 to 20 yard gain. So it's been working out more in that other favor lately with the 15, 20 yard gains. They have a good O line, which helps Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, Yeah, good for the Steelers and for the Ravens. We'll see them in a couple of weeks. They, of course, have a first round bye. So 
Hopefully the uh, resting Lamar Jackson doesn't come back to bite them in the ass because he's going to have two weeks off. You know, the rest versus rust debate lives on. So we'll, we'll see how that goes here um, <sighs> next weekend. Next up, the other Saturday game, Texans 23, Colts 19. This one ended up being for the AFC South title. Uh, we didn't know it at the time, but the Jaguars ended up losing on Sunday. So the Texans win the AFC South after all that little late-season drama. The Colts were in a playoff spot for like the last six weeks of the season until this moment, really. And, um, yeah, so the, we'll, we'll talk about how they lost here in a second. But C.J. Stroud was 20 of 26, 264, and two touchdowns. Devin Singletary at 24 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Nico Collins was nine catches, 195 yards, and a touchdown. Dalton Schultz, five for 42. Andrew Beck, two catches, nine yards, touchdown. Christian Harris, 12 tackles, and a sack. For Indianapolis, Gardner Minshew, really not a good stat line at all. 13 for 24, 141 yards, that's it. Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. had 30 carries for 188 yards and a touchdown. Josh Downs, three catches, 48 yards. Michael Pittman, five catches, 44 yards. EJ Speed had 13 tackles. So let's get to the big play at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. The Colts were driving a little bit here. It was uh, fourth down. Well, first off, they, let's, the, on third down, they called a timeout, I believe, right? They were trying to get them to jump off sides or something like that. Called a timeout when the play clock was going down, which left them with two timeouts. Fast forward to fourth down. It was like fourth and one. They scheme up a pretty solid play. Mm-hmm. The running back's wide open in the flat. He throws it. It's a pretty bad throw by Gardner Minshew, but... Pretty awful. But catchable. Goodson Goodson was able to get both hands on it. And in my opinion, if you're an NFL player and you have both hands on a ball, you should catch it. Exactly. That's just my opinion. So Minshew does share some blame, but I think most of it's on Goodson. I think it's close to 50-50, but I would say 55-45, I think it's on Goodson. Uh, and he, I mean, he was wide open. Nobody around him at all would have easily got the first down. Probably would have got like five to ten more yards after that as well, before maybe going out of bounds, stop, out of bounds, stopping the clock. But he just completely drops the ball. Game over. Turnover on downs. And the Colts would have had a chance to get the ball back with like less than a minute left if they would not have burned that timeout heading into third down. So they only had two timeouts left. Just left them <clears> with very little time on the clock. By the time they, uh, I think they did get the ball back too, but it was like one second left, something like that. So uh, the 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 timeout shenanigans kind of hurt them. And then the, the Minshew Goodson thing, uh, it, it definitely hurts Minshew more when you look at a stat line too, where it's like he just did not show up for this game whatsoever. Really the only Colt that did was Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was playing hurt for like the entire game. So like, uh, which is the people were mad that he wasn't on the field on that fourth down play. I'm like, I mean, he's fucking exhausted and he's also hobbled for injury. So I, I do think he should have been out there, but I also understand why he wasn't. Cause he was like their main focus of the offense in the second half. Woof. Um, and, then, and then, uh, the, the, for the Texans, CJ Stroud was, fa- I mean, fantastic. Fantastic. So is Nico Collins. The one throw that he made, uh, I think I'm sure you guys know the ones I'm ta- the one I'm talking about, where he just kind of like flung it to the sideline, and Nico Collins made like a diving catch. That was like such such a sick play because like I, I mean it wasn't like a perfect pass, but f- I mean he kind of just like was under pressure and just flung it up there, and it was about as perfect as it probably could be in the scenario. And then Nico Collins just made that fantastic catch. CJ Stroud is is just awesome to watch. Yeah, no, he's just totally not scared to make any type of throw and yeah, just sling it deep. I mean, I, I love his, all his mechanics in the game. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the first play of the game, it's like just started big, 
you know mm-hmm. he's really like you said he's just not scared to just go for it whenever it really just sucks especially now that we know that they made the playoffs it sucks that tank dell won't be there for this playoff mm-hmm. run if 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 it does in fact become a playoff run i don't know i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna take the browns i haven't decided yet i think i'm gonna pick the browns for saturday but how dare uh, you I don't know, honestly. I obviously could see the Texans win. I think I think overall the Texans are probably the better team, but it's just the way the Browns are built, where it's like defense and running the ball and Flacco's the veteran quarterback. I think they'll probably win. They're just kind of like built for the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, we don't have to get too much into it because we'll talk about it on Saturday, but we'll also kind of be recording while this game's going on too, so I guess we can get into it a little bit. Kai, what, do you, what are you expecting out of the Texans this week? Hmm. It's going to be a fun game. I mean, these are two quarterbacks that can definitely air it out and are not afraid to air it out. Um, would I be surprised if the Texans can somehow pull out a hard-fought victory? No, I would not. So I'm kind of looking just for a good game. I want to see C.J. Stroud against a great defense here. I want to see like his growth continue even more this season. Texans. Texans all day. I mean, I'm going to take the Browns, so most likely, but I still expect C.J. Stroud to maybe like make this a fight. It's gonna be close, I think, for sure. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I think he's just gonna he's gonna get up for this game. I think this entire team is. I think Texans got this one. Mm. I don't know why. I'm it wouldn't shock it. me. It wouldn't shock me. Um. So, I don't. Would the Colts have been in this position if Anthony Richardson hadn't gotten hurt? Mm. Mm, that's an interesting question. Yeah, because Gardner Minshew's done just fine as being the starter. You know, he's not like spectacular or anything, but he's a perfect game manager. I think they would have been. See the text I sent right before we started? No. Dude, his stats, like, through the first three years, like, this is like... Oh, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, T-Law, they're like equivalent, if not better than pretty much every category. Yeah, it's... It said Minshew, 63% completion percentage, 4.8% touchdown percentage, 1.4% interception percentage. T-Law was 63.8, which is just slightly better completion percentage, 3.3% touchdown percentage, which is worse than Minshew, and 2.2% interception percentage, which is worse than Minshew. He also has a worse worse passer rating as well. So, um, I don't know. I, I definitely don't think Minshew is like starter worthy i don't he's gonna be like a ryan fitzpatrick type where he just bounces around the league probably either as a starter or a backup but he did do a pretty good job Mm -hmm. this year all things considered i do think the colts probably would have been in a a similar position with anthony richardson whether it's slightly better or slightly worse i don't know but richardson wasn't even playing all that well yet it was still really early in the year his rookie year and they were still doing a pretty solid job i imagine he would have got better as the year went on and yeah. the offense would have been more dynamic. He so. wasn't throwing it well, but he was running it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that probably could have played out better for sure. It was just a, such a small sample size that we saw Richardson, so I'm not even really sure what to make of him as a thrower yet, but we knew he could take over a game with his legs for sure. I mean, we got to see him for like a month, right? What was it, week five? Like, it was like three or four weeks, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Titans 28, Jags 20. Tannehill 17 for 26, 168, two touchdowns and a pick. Derrick Henry 19 carries, 
excuse me, 153 yards and a touchdown. Tajay Spears, three carries, 25 yards and a touchdown. Three catches, 41 yards and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins, seven catches, 46 and a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence, 29 of 43, 280, two touchdowns, two picks. ETN with 16 carries, 57 yards, five catches, 30 yards. Calvin Ridley went six for 106 and a touchdown. Evan Ingram, 10 catches, 79 yards and a touchdown. And Zay Jones went six for 47. So the Titans shocked the Jaguars. Jaguars just have a, a disastrous end to the season. I don't think Doug Peterson's going to get fired for it, but that is just not what you wanted. Uh, basically, from the Bengals game on, they were just going to complete and utter failure. Did they win like one game in the, that span? They were like eight and three. And what did they finish? Nine and eight, eight and nine. Yeah, uh, really so, eight, and nine. So, eight and nine. So it's like, what was that? Six games in a row then? Uh, or something like that? Or I don't know. Maybe I have the record record wrong from before. But uh, yeah, just, just not impressive finish from the Jaguars. We kind of knew they were fraudulent anyway, even when they had a good record. I didn't think that they were going to make any noise in the playoffs, but this is just not what you wanted to see from this roster at the end of the year, especially losing to the lowly Titans, who then fired their head coach right afterwards. And it seems like one of their best players in franchise history was saying goodbye to them as well. Derrick Henry, he kind of like had an emotional, like not really like he wasn't like crying or anything like that, but he thanked like the fans and, and, you know, thanked the kids for looking up to him or, or something like that. And it seems like he probably played his last game for the Titans. So now Tennessee is looking at a probably a rebuild, a soft rebuild, with, you know, build around Will Levis and Tajay Spears and find a new head coach and see what happens. So I, I don't ima- I don't imagine DeAndre Hopkins will be back. And it's just a new era in Tennessee. So how do we feel about that? Hopkins is under contract, but they could definitely cut him, I think, and be fine, right? Oh, so. I, I thought he was only I thought he only had a one year deal. That's my bad. It was two years, I believe. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And uh, just a correction on the Jaguars thing, so um, they, it, it wasn't six losses in a row. They won last week. So their last six games, they went one and five. So they kind of, they, they went through a similar situation with what the Eagles went through to end off their season. It's just the Eagles were already in a much better position before their slide started. So very similar situations. Gotcha. Hmm. But yeah, as for uh, the Titans, you know, they got some opportunity. I mean, I think Will Levis, you know, you build around him a little bit. I, th- I expect him to have a much better year next year. And I think Tajay Spears should absolutely be ready to be the guy next year. I don't know what's going to happen with Derrick Henry this offseason, though, personally. I mean, going to the Chiefs, right, Mac? Uh, Chargers. Oh, okay. Mm. A nice little Henry Eckler. Uh, <laughs> That'd be funny. Eckler ain't going I back. Know. No, I know, I know, I know. I replace one washed running back with a, with a running back that's eventually going to be washed uh, probably in the near future. I, I, he's up there, right? 29-ish, mm-hmm. I think Derrick Henry is. So um, so how did the Jaguars fix this? I mean, I know like part of the, probably part of the blame we can say is that Trevor Lawrence arguably hasn't been healthy for half the year and he kept coming back in while he's not healthy. Um, of course he had to play this game, but what else do, you th- do we think went wrong with this team? Well, it's the timing is really good too, because remember I said the Bengals game was kind of where it started falling apart, and that was the game where he got injured. So, I mean, mm. I do think that probably is a big part of it. Uh, they also were playing like decent teams though here at the end. So, like the Browns, they had they got the Browns in Cleveland directly after that game, uh, where he just did not look good at all and hasn't really looked like himself. So, I do think that is a huge part of it. I don't know, maybe a talent deficiency they have talent though uh maybe it's just not quite as good as we thought they were though i don't know what do you think mac i think part of it is coaching like it's not gonna lay on doug peterson because he's a solid and enough coach like 
he's a player's coach, so like people will follow him, you know, that are under him. But it's like they did not use their weapons efficiently throughout like the entire second half of the year, I wanna say, whether T Law's hurt or not. And even like those first, you know, it was like they won a bunch of games in the beginning, which were, you know, we found out later were just easy matchups for them. But um, even then, it's like they were tight games. You know what I mean? And it's like, come to find out, those were games they should have won handily with the talent that, you know, it's already aforementioned. So I think they, you know, whoever, who, who did he fire? Did he fire the OC? Or no? PC. So. What the hell are we doing? Because that's their biggest All problem well. to me. It's like they are not finding a way to scheme open. Like, you know, it's like you can always go back to the Niners and how Shanahan uses his guys and just like schemes things open for Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, who is, you know, I'm not saying, you know what I mean? It's like there's a first overall pick and then a Mr. Irrelevant here. And it's like the one coach is scheming everything open, like easy passes for one. And then what are we doing for Trevor Lawrence over here, hurt or not? Mm-hmm. It's he's having to put the team on his back basically every yeah. single week. So it did take him a while to get Evan Ingram going too, which I thought was, and ironically they were losing when Evan Ingram was getting going, but I thought like in the beginning of the year, they should have had Evan Ingram as more of their game plan to be a more sufficient offense. Yeah. And their defense doesn't feel like the problem to me. They got that yeah. uh, Foyer Lucon. He's probably like the best linebacker in the league, if not like top three or five, something and like that. Josh Allen on the D line, of course, too. Yeah, that was solid enough D line. Like they get to the they get to the quarterback. They have good coverage. Like I th- there's a cornerback on their team too. I can't remember his name right now, but they have guys like. They got they could win a dude off against certain teams, you know what I mean? So uh, I I really think it's the offense for me. Like it just it's inefficient. Yeah, I tried to look that up just to see if maybe the offensive coordinator got fired too, but I don't think it did. I said Doug Peterson fired nine assistants in total, including running backs coach Bernie Parmalee. But other than that, it seems like it was all defensive coaches. They dismissed defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell and seven of his assistants on that side of the ball. Yeesh. Okay. So that's how that's how that looks. I don't know who their offensive coordinator is actually. Let me look that up real quick, unless you guys know. Oh, Jaguars offensive coordinator is Jacksonville Jaguars decision to keep offensive coordinator Press Taylor. Oh, it's Press Taylor. Okay. I've heard his name before. I don't know much about him though. I know his name. <clears throat> Press him out the door, dude. <laughs> that's a good name right there. <laughs> Press Taylor. All right, let's move on. Then Lions 30, Vikings 20. Jared Goff, 23 of 32 for 320 yards and two touchdowns. David Montgomery, 10 carries, 40 yards, touchdown. Jameer Gibbs, 13 for 30 and a touchdown. Amon Ra went seven catches, 144 yards and a touchdown. Cleef Raymond, two for 50. Josh Reynolds, five for 44. Sam Laporta went five for 29 and then a touchdown before he got injured. It, they, uh, when it first happened, it sounded pretty scary. Uh, uh, Dan Campbell, after the game, said it, it was bad, but not as bad as we as it looked. So it seems like he's definitely going to be out for a couple of games, but it, it might not be season-ending. And even if it is season-ending, it doesn't seem like it's going to linger into week one next year. 
Uh, I don't. What did they actually say? What the actual? It was a hyper extended knee. Is that what it was? And a bone bruise. Like they and said, there's an bruise. out. There's said there's an outside chance he even plays this week. Yes. So he's a, he's a tough guy. Not a torn ACL, which was the assumption. I think ever, no one really said that, but I think that's the assumption every time you he see somebody so injure their knee. The way yeah, he, so. how far his knee went out there, like that's crazy. So. Good for him. Good for the Lions, in a sense. Uh, I imagine, even though they're hinting that he might play, I think I don't think he will play this week. So hopefully, he if they indeed win, hopefully he'll be back for the divisional round next week. But yeah, so I think they should just count their blessings that it wasn't a torn ACL. Because if he tears his ACL this late in the season, he's probably not back until like halfway through next year, and then he's got to get time to get back into football shape and back into like get his confidence back. So it could have been a whole ordeal if that happened. So good for them. Jack Campbell had 12 tackles and a sack. Aiden Hutchinson had two sacks. Nick Mullins went 30 of 44 for 396, two touchdowns and two picks for the Vikings. Ty Chandler, 12 for 69. Nice. Two catches for 20 yards. Madison went seven for 24. Justin Jefferson balled out. 12 catches, 192 yards and a touchdown. Johnny Munt, five for 58. Addison, four for 57 and a touchdown. Josh Oliver, two for 31. Addison could have had another touchdown too, but like it was like a deep throw and he like stopped right before the ball got to him. I, I don't know what mm. that was about, but he like underran it after that. It, it wasn't a bad throw. So I don't know what mm. he was thinking there or, or looking at, but yet yeah, uh, Addison could have had another touchdown there as well. Mm. Um, it's honestly a pretty good game overall, huh? It was yeah. entertaining. Yeah. And, I mean, Nick Mullins almost throws for 400 yards, which makes Kevin O'Connell's decision to not play him last week look even stupider. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I, I yeah. mean, the Vikings like, probably weren't making the playoffs no matter what. But at the same time, dude, I, I still I, I've been I've been thinking about that that thing for like two weeks straight. Or like, why did he do that decision? Can get it to Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. somewhat consistently and what can actually and, and that can actually move the offense like, hello, like. Yeah, That's he what th- I'm saying. Yeah, he throws the guy that moves your offense, which he, is Justin yeah, he Jefferson. throws interceptions, but at least he's not scared to throw the damn ball. Yeah, absolutely. So that that just an odd choice all around. We we won't talk too much about that because we already have, but it's just like 400 yards and two touchdowns. Good lord! And then like like you guys were talking about Jefferson, 12 catches. When was the last time he had 12 catches? Uh, I think that was yeah. his, was that his season high. It had to have been right. Mm, oh yeah, maybe. I mean, I feel like he might, did it. Might not, have, might not have had much less, but it that has to be a season high. Well, yeah. he missed like half the year, Kai. I, 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 well, no, I'm saying I feel like I remember him getting like double digit catches. Like a he few had times. 11 catches week two against the Eagles, oh, okay. which is probably why you remember that. So yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I just, I just never want to draft first overall ever again. Ever again, dude. Um, You're bad at drafting no matter what pick you have. So. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, you stinky stinky. But um, going, to, going to the Lions, though, I mean, so you guys obviously heard that Dan Campbell is getting some shit for the injury to Sam Laporta, you know, keeping his starters in, even though it was pretty likely that the Cowboys were going to beat the Commanders and take that number two seed anyways. What do you guys think about that? Um, Yeah... I, I wasn't happy about it personally because I'm a big Laporta fan. So it's like, did this game really even matter besides the second seed? Not really. So they just don't want to play Dallas is the gist of it. Correct. Is that pretty much what it's chalked up to? Um, no, it w- no, I think, no, I don't think that's not, it would be, uh, 
they just, I don't know, they get home field advantage over Dallas if they were to face them, I think is what it was. Or Philadelphia. Oh, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, just because they're playing for home. Second field round advantage. is second round is the number one seed faces the lowest remaining team. So likely if the Cowboys and Lions both win, they would play each other no matter what. Whoever was the two and the three likely. Mm. Gotcha. So uh, I don't I think it was literally just home field advantage. So personally, yeah, I, I think if you have something to play for, you play, especially because like resting people can hurt sometimes. So if you don't if you don't play any of your starters this week, maybe you're rusty next week. Who knows? I know in, injury is a part of the game, no matter what. It's definitely risky, no doubt about it. But if you have something to play for, I, I I'm a big believer in you. Got you should play personally because it could always backfire on you if you don't play too. Uh, and also, Dan Campbell's just not that type of dude that will just sit his players and go, okay, we're just if we lose, we lose. He wants to win. So if he has something now, if the, if there was like nothing that could have come from this game and they were locked into two, and Dan Campbell goes, no, we're playing football, that would be fucking stupid. But. If he has something to play for, I don't see why you wouldn't, honestly. That, but I don't know. I, I, I understand the other part of it, too. I, I would rather have the two seed and just hope that none of my players get injured. Yeah. Because playing, I'd rather play in Detroit than Dallas <clears throat> or Philadelphia. Yeah, just very unfortunate overall. I think the at the time of the Laporta injury as well, the Lions, like the Vikings hadn't really scored much yet. Like They kind of made a little bit of a comeback, if I'm correct, right? So... Uh, the Lions were kind of up when Laporta went down, so mm. that might have been a a little bit re- a little bit of a reason for the reaction. Um, two quick names I wanted to show shout out here on our list that I had been thinking of is Aiden Hutchinson and Jack Campbell, the two first round picks for the t- past two years for the Lions. They made a big impact. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important going into the playoffs for them. Absolutely. Uh. Uh, Brian Burns, or is it is it Brian Brian Branch? Brian, uh, get, yeah, Branch. Brian Branch. Branch. He uh, the safety, the rookie safety. He got injured in this game too, mm. so that's not good either. That's I, was, I was actually going to say I totally forgot that uh, CJ Gardner Johnson was back in the lineup too. He got an interception in this game too, so that's also a pretty good that's returning huge. piece for their defense. Yeah, so that's absolutely another- massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They really so, need him. And I, they need the defense to play well if they want to win the Super Bowl. Uh, it just really hasn't been all that impressive throughout the year this year. They need, like, specifically those four guys that we named, like, plus, like, Alex Anzalone. Like, they have, like, decent players on that team, but, like, especially, like, it's a little top-heavy. Those those main top guys need to step up and hope that the, the guys around them step up with them in order for the Lions to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I personally don't think they have a chance, but I'm, I'm rooting for them. Uh, I'm rooting for them and the Browns. Those are my and the Texans. Those are my three. Uh, I, I hope one of those and three teams wins the, the Browns Super Bowl. And the Texans. I have to I'm, pick I'm, one. I would rather the Browns win, but if the Texans win, I'm okay what? with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you Flacco fan! I just think I'm I just kidding. the Browns are cursed. I would like for them to win the Super Bowl. I think that would be a cool story. I, I got I got nothing against the Texans. I'm not like a C.J. Stroud stand though. Mm, you should try it. It's fun over here. Yeah. It's a nice beach. All right. Yeah. Next up, <laughs> Saints 48, Falcons 17. Oh, what a controversial game. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Derek Carr, 22 of 28, 264, and four touchdowns. Finish it in the year strong like a fucking troll. Kendra yeah. Miller, 13 for 73, and his first career touchdown. 
Uh, Alvin Kamara did not play in this game. Taysom Hill, six carries for 51 yards, four catches for 28 yards. Jamal Williams, 14 for 26, and his first touchdown of the year. Rashid, we'll get to that in a second. Rashid Shahid, three for 65 and a touchdown. Olave, three for 56 and a touchdown. Both of their touchdowns were really nice, actually. A.T. Perry had three for 53 and two touchdowns. Juwan Johnson, three for 40. Desmond Ritter on the other side went 22 of 30 for 291, two touchdowns and a pick. Taylor Heineke was not cleared to play in this game. Logan Woodside, three for four, 27 yards and an interception. Uh, Bijan Robinson went 11 for 28 on the ground, seven catches for 103 and a touchdown through the air. Tyler Algier, six for 24 on the ground, three for 10 through the air. Scotty Miller had two catches for 66 yards. Drake London was four for 41. Johnu Smith, three for 29 and a touchdown. And Kyle Pitts, two catches for 27 yards to cap off the Arthur Smith era in Atlanta. So let's get to the, let's get to the juicy uh, mention of this game, which is Jameis Winston came in at the end as like a knee specialist. Apparently, this is something the Saints have done several times this year <laughs> where they just bring Jameis Winston in to take knees. Uh, so he comes in as the as the kneel down specialist. And Dennis Allen, it's like right at the goal line. I think the Saints got a turnover, right? I think Tyron Matthew like intercepted whoever it was, Woodside or or Ritter, whoever was in the game at the time, went down to like the one-ish yard line. And then the Saints came in. The game was over. There was like less than a minute left. Falcons now any timeouts. They're up by however many points, 20-something points. And Dennis Allen tells Jameis Winston to take a knee. And, and Jameis Winston, according to him, the entire team, it was a team decision, said, nah, fuck that. We're getting Jamal Williams a touchdown <laughs> because he led the NFL in touchdowns last year and he doesn't have a touchdown this year. And he's a really good guy. So this is what we're going to do for him. And they call a touchdown play where they're like, okay, we're going to go in victory formation and hand the ball off to Jamal Williams instead. Jamal Williams gets a touchdown. The Falcons weren't expecting the Saints to run a play. And after that, Arthur Smith and Dennis Allen meet midfield, and Arthur Smith is like, that's fucking bullshit. Why the fuck did you do that, man? Why the fuck did you do that, man? And Dennis Allen's like, I didn't, I, I didn't call that play. They did that on their own. He's like, that's fucking bullshit, man. And he's like, I understand. And they actually caught the hot mic of Arthur Smith going, that's fucking bullshit. And Dennis Allen goes, I understand that. I understand, I'll understand that. I understand <laughs> that, brother. I understand that. I understand, I understand why you're mad. Oh, what a win-win! And then uh, at the at the end, Arthur Smith seemed to have cooled down. He's like, they're allowed to do whatever the hell they want, whatever. You know, I, I don't think he actually believed that, but he he kind of took the high road in the press conference where he's like, if they're being our ass, they're allowed to do whatever they want to do, whatever. And Dennis Allen was like, basically, yeah, my team ran a coup on me. <laughs> like they, I told them to take a knee, and they're like, no. And it's unacceptable, this, that, and the other. So I don't know. I kind of expect Jameis Winston to get released now because of this incident, uh, uh, especially if Dennis Allen stays. I don't think that this is, I don't think Jameis will be on the same sex year if Dennis Allen is that coach. I don't know that for certain, but I would just guess that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, you have to have control of your team, right? I, this is, this was crazy. I think Jameis is in the wrong person. I think the Saints are in the wrong. I mean, I hate, I hate to side with Dennis Allen, but I'm on Dennis Allen's side. That's bullshit. Gonna, you run the play the coach tells you to run. That. No. I will never side with Dennis Allen. I mean, here's the thing. If it was any other coach, yeah, I would absolutely side with the coach. But it's Dennis Allen. I mean, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, not, I, I mean, you're, but he's coming back next year. You're basically just dooming your season if you just don't respect this fucking guy I at mean, they all. Didn't like, like, you're not going to listen to your coach? I think Jameis knew that they didn't like him anyway. So he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to. Dude, they've, they've done nothing but disrespect Jameis his entire I know, ex- time there. Exactly. So I think Jameis is. He's just, the backup quarterback, though. Yeah, uh, but it, there's been plenty of opportunity for 
for him to start and they refuse. So why the fuck not? Yeah, I think this was like a nice little. You guys are wrong here. No, I don't. I, I, I don't care if wrong. I am. I don't care two if versus I'm wrong. one. Two versus one. Uh, two bird brains. I, I do not care if <laughs> I was wrong. Birds. I thought it was funny for James. <laughs> I thought it was funny for James to get one last troll in because he knows he's probably going to get released after that. So yeah, who cares? Well, is he even under contract for next year? I don't know. Probably not. If if he ain't, he ain't coming back. I'll tell you that much. They already yeah. didn't like him anyways. Who cares? Yeah. They they treated him like shit, and he treated his good buddy like a good buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm it's on like, James's what, side. what has Jamal Williams done that he deserves a touchdown anyway? Besides being a nice guy. He has like 1.5 yards per carry this year. He fucking sucks. He's washed. No, he's amazing. He's super nice guy. We love I, him. I, I, I believe I, I completely agree. He's a very nice guy. He makes me laugh. He likes Pokemon and he's funny. Um, <laughs> I can't find Jameis Winston's contract right now, so I don't fucking know. Uh, it's Jameis Winston contract breakdown. He signed a. F- um, it says he signed through. Mm-mm. No, I think he has like options, so I think they could get rid of him. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what any of this means. He's gone. I think he's probably he, gone. He deserves yeah. better. I don't he know, knows, I, I don't, dude. I don't like Dennis Allen. I just don't think you do that to your coach. That that just screams incompetency. And I, I don't think they should bring Jameis back for this. I don't think they should bring Dennis Allen back either. I think they should just get All rid right. of both of them. I gotta say it, dude. That's fucking soft. That's soft for me. Yeah. There's, this, what is it, 50-something fucking players on a roster that you're playing for? You don't play for the fucking coach. You play for the dudes around you on the field, bro. Fuck that. I'm but you sorry. Listen, you listen to no, the coach when he tells you to that. go into victory formation. Fuck That's bullshit. That. Anybody who's ever been in a locker room will, will agree with me here. You play for the dudes that you're shoulder to shoulder with on the field, not the guy that's fucking getting paid millions to call the plays and fucking fuck around, dude. Fuck bad, I, forgot that guy. Had, I forgot you had a very long NFL career, Mac. I did. Yeah. <laughs> totally forgot about I that. Mean, that. I mean, that kind of says a lot, though. Anybody I mean, who's played sports would, would agree. It doesn't matter the sport. I mean, if if they're willing to just openly disrespect the coach like that, that says a lot about Dennis Allen to me. That's what I'm saying too. It's yeah. like you're playing you're playing for the guys. You're not playing for the coach most of the time, unless you just have like a really cool coach and it's like he's a player's coach. You get along with them. It's pretty goddamn evident evident that fucking Dennis Allen is not a player's coach. Mal Williams, two point eight nine yards per carry this year. Holy. Wash. <laughs> All right. We right, need to move, move on. on. <laughs> um, Jet seventeen, Pats three. Nice pick, Pat. Uh, Kai, pick yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? I already lost. Uh, oh yeah, we did not talk about that too. We'll go over that later on. Uh, well, the final standings. I got second place. If you couldn't tell by Kai's disdain, right there. Anyway, just 17 pats, three. Trevor Simeon, eight for 27 yards. Uh, Priest Hall, 37 carries, 178 Holy yards, and a touchdown. Shit. Two catches for 12 yards. Garrett, remember, this was a snow game, too. It was snowing pretty heavy in Foxborough. Garrett Wilson, two for 34. Tyler Conklin, two for 16. Quinnen Williams, two sacks. Bryce Huff, two sacks. The Jets defense had seven sacks, 10 passes deflected. Bailey Zappi was 12 for 30, 88 yards, and two picks. 
Zeke 13 for 54 on the ground, 5 for 27 through the air. Jalen Rager had a 33-yard catch and 17 rushing yards. What a player. Demario <laughs> Douglas, 2 for 13. So, uh, I mean, this was this was a stinky-ass game. I don't think there's much to talk about here mm. other than Brees Hall. Brees Hall, where is Brees Hall going to get picked in fantasy next year? Second round. You think so? Yeah. He's going to be a maybe first actually maybe like late first rounder honestly yeah I mean I would probably take him in the late first if I was at like nine or ten honestly I'm thinking like I'm thinking like early second early it second all, it all depends on what you think is going to happen with the run game with Rogers coming back yeah you imagine it would get better they also know that their offensive line is their weak point so you imagine that they're going to make it a, a point to target offensive linemen and free agency in the draft this year. And I assume the offensive line will be better no matter what next year. And you'll have a better quarterback. So in theory, Bryce Hall should be in a much better situation or Brees Hall should be in a much better situation. A more efficient situation, but he's never getting 37 carries ever again. Can no, heavens, no, unless unless there's another snow game uh, at some no, point. But even still, like. They have Aaron Rodgers. They would true. trust him to That's throw true. the ball a couple more times to where it would equal out to where he's not going to get as many carries yeah. from now on and if he has a good quarterback. But the nice part point. is, I mean, Brees Hall catches a lot of passes out of the backfield, too. I don't know if that's yeah. really Rodgers' style of play anymore, but... I mean, Aaron Jones did all right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I that's a good point. Yeah, he's definitely not going to get 40 carries next year, but... He should still from game. There's some games where he wasn't getting any work at all. I, I don't think I think we can eliminate that, too. And it can kind of even out where he's probably mm-hmm. going to get like a nice workload every single week with Aaron Rodgers. They finally got rid of Dal- Dalvin Cook out of his way, huh? Yeah, fi- that's all he was waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're so- soaking up those carries. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and just move on. There's really nothing else to talk about from this game other than Brees. So next up, another game we probably don't have to spend too much time on. Bucks 9, Panthers 0. Baker oh, Mayfield boy. 20 of 32 damn. for 137. Rashad White 19 carries, 75 yards, 4 catches, 18 yards. Godwin 6 for 51. Kate Odden 2 for 30. Mike Evans 3 for 22. For the Panthers, Bryce Young went 11 for 18, 94 yards and a fumble. Chuba went 23 for 83, elite. DJ Chark, 2 for 46, and a horrible fumble. A really bad fumble. Adam Thielen, 2 for 12. Mm. I mean, nothing nothing from the Panthers in this game at all. I mean, really nothing from the Bucs, too. The Bucs looked like they didn't want to make the playoffs going, like playing this Holy game. Shit. I mean, the last uh, two weeks, yeah. We have a... Uh, where's the thing? Uh, <laughs> uh, what happened? Eric Spolstra inks eight-year, 120-plus million extension with Heat. Most committed money to a coach in NBA history. Hmm. It's a little NBA talk for y'all. Hmm. Okay, interesting. I think that's that's kind of cool. Like, I, I really like Spolstra. He might be well deserved. One of the best coaches. Like, would you guys agree? Like, top. 10? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Currently, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's probably like top ten all time too. Honestly. Yeah, he's really good. Top 15, top 10. All right. Anyway, uh, back to this electric game. Yeah. uh, I mean, honestly, I don't have anything to talk about, honestly. Do you think that this is going to carry over into the playoff game next week? I'm going to give you a a prediction here early. I'm picking Tampa to to beat the Eagles. I was going to say that, too. I mean, yeah, they look like shit running into the playoffs. But guess what? They get to play the Eagles first, so it all balances out. We look bad, too. Yeah, so it all balances out, you know. Another uh, Twitter find I had today is uh, uh, Baker Mayfield had some Zins in his pocket. 
today <laughs> nice. while, so at practice. So that's a uh, yeah. I he just I might like be me. on the books. Yeah, I dude. I I did a zen. Those things are actually pretty nice. Yeah, they I, are kind of nice. I personally think the bucks are going to no be free ads. I think the Bucks are going to be fine going into the playoffs. So, I mean, they're going up against one of the worst uh, secondaries in the league. So, this should be a good game for Baker to throw all over the Eagles. Yeah, I just feel like the, the pass defense for the Eagles is really bad. And I feel like if the Buccaneers are going to beat you, it'll probably be through the pass game. And I think Mike Evans is going to pop off against the Eagles. Oh, yeah. So screen plays to Rashad White. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Bucks are that good. But I just think currently the way the Eagles are playing, they're a bad matchup for the Eagles. Yeah. This is like a perfect tune-up game for them in the playoffs. So we'll uh, we'll see about that. Let's move on to another game that really wasn't all that important, but it was more entertaining. Bengals 31, Browns 14. The Browns did not play a, a lot of their players in this game. Um, Kai did not put any Browns on the stash. Oh, shit, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> so we'll have to, we'll have to was, look at them I mean, up It was just go. that bad, though, too. I mean, Jeff Driscoll sucks. I'll pull them up here real quick. Good Lord. Um, For the Bengals, though, Jake Browning went 18 of 24, 156, three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, He also looks like he has a very lovely girlfriend. Mm, Very lovely. AJ McCarron, three for four, 20 yards. Joe Mixon, 14 carries, 111 yards. And a touchdown catch for six yards. Chase Brown went 11 for 43. Charlie Jones, three for 49. Andre Yosivas, five for 36 and two touchdowns. Trenton Irwin, two for 34. Jamar Chase, four catches, 19 yards. Over for the Browns, let me pull them up. Jeff Driscoll went 13 of 26 for 166, two touchdowns and two picks. Pierre Strong Jr. had 14 carries for 65 yards. David Bell had four catches, 68 yards and two touchdowns. Cedric Tillman, three catches, 43 yards. Um, Yeah, that's about it. So wasn't really all that impressive for the Browns. Like I said, they really weren't trying to win this game. This was the first divisional game the Bengals won all year. Wow. Did you guys know that? They went one and five in the division. So if the Browns would have played, actually played, there's probably a good chance they would have gone 0 and 6, which is, I'm sure, something nobody really saw coming. And they finished with a winning record. No, weren't they 9 and 8? So they were 9 and what? Or 9 and 8. 3 outside the division? Crazy. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, the Bengals better luck next year. I assume that they'll be back into playoff contention next year with Joe Burrow back for the Browns. Nothing really to know for this game, but get ready for the Texans on Saturday. All right. Next up Packer 17 bears nine Jordan love 27 of 32, three sixteen and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 22 carries for 111 yards. Five catches for 30 yards. Jaden Reed, four catches for 112 yards. Bo Melton, five catches, 62 yards. Plus, he had 14 rushing yards. Dontavion Wicks, six catches, 61 yards, two touchdowns. Tucker Craft, three for 31. The Packers D had five sacks and 10 tackles for a loss. Justin Fields, 11 for 16, 148 yards, plus 27 rushing yards. Khalil Herbert, 12 for 28. DJ Moore, four for 64. Cole Komet, three for 41. So once again, the Packers reign supreme over the Bears. The Bears have never beaten the Packers under Matt LaFleur. I think they're like, oh, Whoa. what are they, 0 oh, and 10, I think. I think he's been the coach for five years. Um, stinky. And yeah, I, I, 
I think I think Dylan fully expected the Bears to win this. I I don't know why they haven't. They never beat the Packers. I learned my lesson after Week One. What did you guys think about this game, Kai? Oh, fantastic showing from Jordan Love. I mean, I mentioned last week on the episode on Saturday that Jordan Love was playing for a lot of incentives this game, and I think it's safe to say that he broke quite a few of them. He looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, that Aaron Jones percentage. Yeah. Let's talk about Aaron Jones, man. This guy has come back with a fury since coming back from injury, man. He's like he's r- racking up the rushing yards again. He kind of looks like the old player that we all know that he is. Yeah, coming in fully healthy. He mm-hmm. looks pretty spry for an old guy, right? Um, gosh, twenty-seven to thirty-two out of love, like this barely missing. That's incredible. And it's like you can almost say like I didn't obviously see every play, but maybe some of those were drops, you know, who knows? So goodness gracious, that is this otherworldly out of him. And that's you know, he's did Romeo Dobbs get hurt in this game? He did. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Two of his top receivers gone, like with uh, Christian Watson gone, Romeo Dobbs gone, and he's just still getting it done, dude. I Fields, mean, Reed 16. and Wicks are no slouches either. Sorry, go ahead. I like Wicks a lot. Mm-hmm. Dude, I saw a post on Reddit today that they think Wicks is going to be the wide receiver one next year. I could wow. see it, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, especially with how much Watson gets injured, so... I think Watson will be it as long as he's healthy, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Wicks is too. I, I kind of like this is they crazy have, to say because many I mean, guys, right? I, I mean, almost yeah. Like this is crazy to say because I like Dobbs a lot. I think Dobbs is the worst of the four. Yeah, is it's, that crazy? I mean, no, I mean, no. I, I would have the owner. It hurts me to say that, but I would have. He, he's oh, sorry. a possession receiver. Like yeah. specifically, he he'll doesn't make, have much other talents. Yeah, he'll he'll make the tough catches, but I would never expect a lot of production out of Dobbs personally amongst these yeah. four. So, I just I I've been saying it all year. He just doesn't get open that often. He'll make the catch anyway, even with the dude draped all over him. But I still want my guy to get open, you know, like uh, to to get the ball a bigger window Great for the, the ball to get into. Yeah. So, yeah. me personally, I think Watson one, Reed two, Wicks three, Dobbs four. But I like all four of them a lot. I think Dobbs mm-hmm. is good. So I'm not trying to shit on Romeo Dobbs. I just think that that's the order that I would personally have it in right now. The way I have like <clears throat> the Packers offense envisioned is they love to go to the slot. So I like Jane Reed the most. That's where I'm at. Him and Watson and then, are definitely close together for sure. Yeah, but they play Watson on the outside. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. It's no, like, they're two completely different players. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's like they just specifically the way love plays he loves to throw it to the slot so yeah i think in fantasy i would absolutely take reed over watson to be honest mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay uh when will the bears next win a game against the packers 10 years uh, from now when caleb williams is the quarterback mm. Mm. so 10 years from now yeah. he'll probably be, he'll probably still be quarterback in 10 years probably so will jordan love true uh I, I have learned my lesson i will not be picking the bears either time next year against the packers <laughs> uh write it down guy like, write it down. cowboys 38 that. commanders 10 prescott went 31 and 36 279 four touchdowns and a pick cooper rushed three for four 30 yards in relief tony pollard 17 for 70 and a touchdown i believe that means he got to a thousand he needed 65 right i think so let me see 
supposed to know these things, Kai. Yeah, you're I, a, I was a just Cowboys trying to fan. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I was just trying to remember what Dylan said on Saturday, but yeah, he got to a thousand five yards. Congratulations to Tony. Two catches for 16 as well for him, by the way. Rico Dowdle went nine for 46, three catches for 54. CD Lamb, 13 for 98 and two touchdowns. Jake Ferguson, six catches, 69 yards. Nice. Brandon Cook, six for 39 and a touchdown. Jalen Tolbert, two catches, eight yards and a touchdown. Dante Fowler Jr. had a sack and a half. Sam Howell was 19 for 27, 153, a touchdown and two picks. And for possibly the last time yet again... We give him a how because I don't know if I don't know if he'll be the starter next year or not. Brian Robinson nine for twenty five, three catches, ten yards, and a touchdown. Terry McLaurin six for fifty six. Gibby went three catches, twenty eight yards. Jahan Dotson only two for seventeen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I fully expected the Cowboys to just destroy the Commanders. Mm-hmm. This was not shocking at all. We fully expected them to get the two seed. Uh, which could have been part of the argument for the Lions not to play their players, by the way. But uh, you never know. Weird, weird, weirder shit has happened than the Commanders beating the Cowboys in Week 18. They did it last year, so they could have possibly done it again this year. But yeah, uh, the Cowboys are rolling going into the playoffs. I think this is their best chance to win the Super Bowl, I think, since I've been watching football. I think this is the best Cowboys team I've seen in the last 20 years, including like the Tony Romo years. I, would uh, say- I, don't, think, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. But I think this is their best shot that they've had in the last two decades. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Also, in part to C.D. Lamb, he's probably the best wide receiver I've seen play for that, for that team since I've been watching football, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I think I would give it a T.O., mm. but C.D.'s right there. Yeah. Mm. I said a hot take that Daryl Owens is better than C.D. Lamb. I'm sorry. I didn't realize mm. I would, I would we need, we need some more the uh, here. Some more Campbell's commercials out of CD, and then I can decide. Okay. Well, yeah, Cowboys look good. That was Donovan McNabb, by the way, not T.O. That was doing the Campbell's commercials back in the day. Is that weird? Yeah, it was Donovan McNabb. With his mama. With his mom. Campbell's Chunky Soup. The same person to me. Shout out Campbell's Chunky Soup, by the way. Very good. No free ads. Uh, Kai, were you going to say something else? No, that's it. Yeah, I mean, this Cowboys team looks great. I fully expect them to be ready for the playoffs. What next for the commanders? Uh, where do mm. they go from here? They're definitely picking a quarterback, right? Uh, I, they did, have to. Did we see enough from Sam? Right. No, we did at the beginning of the year, but he fell off so hard. Yeah. But how much of that falls into the coaching and the whole organization? Like, do you think maybe he could be salvaged with a new direction next yeah. year? You had a two-time Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, by the way. Uh, so I, I mean, Rivera sure was bad, but he wasn't the one calling the offense. So like, sure. if the two, if Eric Bieniemy couldn't couldn't help Sam Howell out for the entire season, I and you have the number two overall pick, like how, what what are you gonna do? Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and throw it to him three times a game? Uh, why would you do that? You might as well just fucking go for a quarterback. They have to go quarterback, I think. Yep, looking like and Drake honestly, May. Call the Bears and see what it would take to scoot up one spot because otherwise somebody's probably either the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams or someone else is going to. I don't know anything about Drake May. So maybe one of you guys likes Drake May more than Caleb Williams. I don't know. Mm. It seems like Caleb is going to be the number one overall pick, though, no matter what, no matter who picks him. I I don't buy the Bears are going to keep the number one overall and pick someone else. I think they're either going to pick Caleb Williams or trade him to someone who will. 
So I, I, I would say the commanders could move up a spot or maybe they just stay put and draft Drake may. Hmm. I think you have to though. I think they have to pick with the UNC quarterbacks. I mean, it's just the luck of the draw. I don't know. I mean, yeah, may, at least make it a competition over the summer. That's how I could see it going. Yeah, make Sam Hell fight for the job. Yeah. Um, I think it's called Drake May. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, I just you don't get a top two pick all that often. The last time they had a second overall pick, they picked Chase Young. Didn't really pan out. Uh, that was the Joe Burrow draft too, so maybe they could have. Uh, the Bengals were going to pick Burrow no matter what. But like, is this is a very unique situation where the number one overall team might not need a quarterback, and you could perhaps talk them into giving them the pick. You know, like you'll have to give up a, a pick or two, obviously, to move up one spot, which kind of sucks when you say it like that. But if it's to secure, secure a franchise quarterback, I think they're going to have to do it. All right, move on. Raiders twenty-seven, Broncos fourteen. Aiden O'Connell, 20 of 31, 244, and two touchdowns. He's had a couple of nice stat lines in a row. I must talk shit, though. I can't. He's so bad, dude. I can't with this kid, man. I He is one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. And maybe I'm just being like a dickhead. I don't know. But when I watch him play, I'm just like so not impressed with him whatsoever. So uh, I hope that he is a backup quarterback in the league for a long time, whether it be with the Raiders or elsewhere. But I am not impressed with Aiden O'Connell whatsoever. So I'm what hoping that the Raiders... I hope the Raiders can find a way to draft a quarterback. Well, what about this next guy? This is a big talking point. Zamir White. Mm-hmm. 25 for 112. Uh, I, I could see him being the starting running back next year. I I don't know. He, I'm not as high on him as others seem to be. I, I definitely think he's done really well these last couple of weeks. I, I don't know if I see like an all-pro running back when I watch him play, but he does have a nice stat line. You don't, have to pay, you don't have to pay him a lot of money right now. That's just no, it, you know? You're right, you're right. I, I would not complain if he's the starting running back next year. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I just, I'm not like all the way bought in that he's going to be like the next, you know, 1,700-yard rusher, though, for the Raiders or something like that. I, 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 I have, I could see him being like a 1A in a committee, though, for sure. Definitely. Uh, and I honestly expect him to be the starting running back next year. I do not think that they're going to bring Josh Jacobs back. So I think maybe, and who knows what they do in the draft, but I would fully expect Samir White to be the starting running back opening day next year. Trey Tucker, five for 79. Jacoby Myers went three for 61 and a touchdown. I also believe he had a rushing touchdown. Did he not? I believe he mm. went for a fake pass and ended up getting a rushing touchdown instead. Devontae Adams, five catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown for him as well. Austin Hooper, four for 39. Oh, he did. The Raiders' defense had five sacks, eight tackles for a loss, and 11 quarterback hits. I mean, the Raiders' defense under Antonio Pierce's head coach has been fucking fantastic. Jared Stidham for the Broncos in his return game, 20 of 31, 272, a touchdown, and a pick. I feel good about my prediction that Stiddy would be a starting quarterback, but he did not like show anything that made him a good quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't think he played all that well in either game. S- some may be his fault. Some may not be his fault. I don't know. He definitely wasn't too impressive in the two games that we saw him this year, though. Javante, 9 for 32 and a touchdown, 7 catches for 43 yards. Brandon Johnson, 4 for 88. Jerry Judy, 3 for 79 and a touchdown. Samaj P. Ryan, 3 catches, 23 yards. So this was a, uh, a, a big win for the Raiders in their quest to keep Antonio Pierce as a head coach. 
the way that Max Crosby and Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, even though I don't expect him to be on the team next year, the way they've been talking about Antonio Pierce, like they've been making it a point to tell the media they want him as the head coach, kind of like I'm sure they've been telling Mark Davis straight to his face too. I'm almost positive. I expect Mark Davis to listen to them and and hire Antonio Pierce as a head coach. I just think that they should hopefully talk to Harbaugh first. And if Harbaugh wants to come there, I think you hire Harbaugh. And I I think you should sniff around Vrabel too. I think those are the only two that you should choose over Antonio Pierce currently. I just think it's like, I definitely don't think he's like the best option out there, but it's just kind of like a unique scenario where the players have bought in the 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 play on the field has been evident that it has been better under him, particularly on defense. They were they weren't horrible on defense under McDaniel's even too, but they were more like middling, where they looked actually elite the last like six to eight weeks of the season. So I think it's a unique situation where you probably should hire Antonio Pierce. But if Harbaugh is interested, I think you got to go. Sorry, Max. Sorry, Devontae. We're hiring uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just this is this is a better scenario. And I think Vrabel is in that situation now, too, where I think that if he were to be interested, I think you hire Vrabel as well. But if Antonio Pierce is the head coach, I don't think that's an issue at all because of because of the way the players have bought in. Yeah. Uh, Kai, Kai and I have already kind of talked about this. I don't know, Mac, do you have an opinion about this at all? No, I don't care. Not really. I think there'll be anybody who's more competent than McDaniels, which isn't saying much, will keep this defense rolling. Very low bar. Uh, It might hurt that Patrick Graham, who is their defensive coordinator, is uh, being looked at for head coaching vacancies right now. I know the Chargers have put in a offer, or I don't know, not an offer, but a request to interview him for head coach. I believe it was the chargers. So I also think he's probably going to get other looks too. So if he comes back as defensive coordinator, no matter who the head coach is, that would be awesome. I think he might get hired somewhere else for my head coach and deservedly. So he had a really good season this year as their defensive coordinator. So look out for that. And uh, yeah, hopefully they can find a way to get either Jaden McDaniel or Michael Penix jr. At 13. That's what I'm hoping for. Next up. Oh boy. Giants 27, Eagles 10. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this was a shit show, bro. Tyrod Taylor, 23 of 32, 297, a touchdown and a pick, 38 rushing yards. Tommy DeVito came in for a little bit, too, two for two, 14 yards. Oh, oh. Uh, Saquon, 18 for 46, two touchdowns, two catches for 51 yards. Wandale Robinson, five for 85. Slayton, five for 62 and a touch. Waller, 5 for 45. Isaiah Hodgins, 3 for 36. Aziz Ajulari had two sacks. The Giants defense had five sacks and eight passes defended. Jalen Hurts, 7 for 16, 55 yards and an interception. He was injured and the starters were pulled at halftime. So Marcus Mariota came in, 13 of 20, 148, a touchdown and a pick, plus 46 rushing yards. Kenneth Gainwell went 7 for 62. Quez Watkins, 8 for 93 and a touchdown. Britton Covey, three for 25. So give it to us, Kai. What did you see from this that made it so disastrous? What happened? Um, well, first off, the one thing I didn't expect to go wrong was the O-line, man. They were letting Jalen Hurts get all the pressure. I'd never seen him so pressured before in my life behind that good O-line. Um, yeah, it's just complete meltdown. I mean, there was even a point in time where I think Jalen Hurts didn't even have a single pass completion in the second quarter before they pulled him. And, yeah, the defensive secondary is just completely awful. They just were letting guys get open. There was complete breakdowns in the coverage. Just all around awful. I honestly stopped watching at halftime. 
it was a good time to stop watching. Yeah, I mean, once they pulled the starters, I was like, yeah, this is over. So this went and played pool at the bar. AJ Brown got injured in this game too. Is he going to be good to go next week? Um, they're saying that he avoided the worst of the injury. I think it's still there is an outside chance that he does play next week. So I kind of hope that he does, of course, but we'll see. I imagine DeAndre Swift will be back. He missed this game with an illness. Yeah, and Darius Slade did too, and Devonta Smith as well. So yeah, we'll know more by Saturday on what the injury report's going to look like for the Eagles, but. Man, I am not feeling good about our chances right now. Like this is probably the worst team I've ever seen and they're not look they're breaking like all the worst records right now. Like I think they were talking about this is the worst playoff team that started off as 10 and 1 going into the playoffs. Goodness. Yeah. It's not good. Objectively yeah. not good for what you mm. want. Yeah, this team's just completely melted down. Like, a, like I was talking about the Jaguars earlier. Same kind of trajectory, except the Eagles were in a better position before the meltdown happened. So, percentage chance that Sirianni gets fired. Man, it really depends on how this game looks against the Bucks. Like, if it's another beatdown, I could see the Philly fans like maybe calling for his head. <laughs> yeah, that bumps it up like nineties. Yeah. 90% something. I mean, as we mentioned last week on Saturday, too, this is the same franchise that got rid of Doug Peterson within two years after winning a Super Bowl, too. So I'm not saying that it's not going to happen, but there's a very good chance it could happen, too, if, it, if there's a playoff meltdown in the first round. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Seahawks 21, Cardinals 20. This was Kai's safest game of the week. He got it correct. Barely. I believe this was, right? This was it, right? Yeah. Yeah, barely. Uh, <laughs> Burley, he finishes twelve and two. Yeah, high safest game of the week, twelve and two. Congratulations! Woo! There we go. Uh, Geno Smith, sixteen of twenty-eight, one eighty-nine, two touchdowns. Kenneth Walker, seventeen carries, seventy-eight yards. Charbonnet, five for thirty-two, two catches, twenty-eight yards. Tyler Lockett, two for seventy-one and a touchdown. Will Disley, three for forty-six and a touchdown. Von Witherspoon, eleven tackles, three tackles for a loss. For the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, 22 of 30, 262 touchdown, 33 rushing yards. James Conner, 27 carries, 150 yards and a touchdown. Four catches for 54 yards. Michael Wilson, six for 95. Trey McBride, three for 34 and a touchdown. Elijah Higgins, two for 32. Rondell Moore, four for 31. Uh, this game didn't mean anything. Obviously, the Seahawks didn't make the playoffs. The Cardinals have been out of it for a while. Um... I don't know. What what did you guys see from this game that you guys want to talk about? James Conner getting 27 carries. I mean, he ended the season very strong. Mm-hmm. You can imagine he's probably going to be an interesting name next year for like a middle round player for, for fantasy. Well, it's also interesting, too, because he's been catching the ball a lot more, too, these past few weeks. And that's the James Conner that I remember when he first blew up in the league. So, I mean, hopefully that continues next year where he's catching a lot of passes and getting that kind of volume running the ball, too. So The only kind of thing s- about... Connor, it's hard to cut you off, guys. I don't think he goes back to the Cardinals. Mm. Is he on a one-year deal? No, I, th- I think he's still under contract, but I think they could they could cut him and like not have mm. to worry about too much money. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, this might have been on the fantasy footballers, so you know credit to them or wherever I heard this. But uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, I don't think he's coming back either because they basically predicated this offense around having like big-bodied receivers, and that was part of the reason for the Trey McBride breakout. Mm. And why D-Hop was 
I mean, D-Hop's been successful wherever he goes, but especially within this offense, he did pretty well with Kyler, I would say. And they're going to be looking to to add somebody there. Yeah. Obvi- it seems pretty obvious that they're sticking with Kyler. So they're going to yeah, be looking to add a body receiver. So. Okay. What's, their, what's their draft position again? The Cardinals? It's Four, high. I believe. Yeah, Four, yeah. Way up there. I was going to say, when they were at the three a while ago, I was kind of seeing a scenario where they maybe somehow get Marvin Harrison Jr. Because that would be like a perfect wide receiver to add to this team. I, I think they can because I think do I think the top three picks might be quarterbacks. I guess it kind of depends on New England, but I think one and two are going to be quarterbacks no matter what. Yeah, so one and two for sure. Yeah. And then the Patriots need one too. So are they going to reach for the third quarterback or are they going to trade down? I don't I, I don't know. But I think they're I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is definitely a possibility for the Cardinals. That would be amazing. Right there, I mean four feels about or right. even the Washington wide receiver. Mm. You? Yeah, I would not like that. Um also I gotta say though, Kyle- go in the first round, aren't they? Kyler Murray's ended off this year pretty strong since being back from injury. Wait, I think Murray? I think the- Oh, do you mean Roma Dunze? Yeah. I thought you meant uh commanders. Huh? I thought no. I thought you meant commanders would take him or something. Uh, no, because, no, 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 because no, no, he no. said Washington that he had us mixed up there. You fucking yeah. idiots. All right, all right. Uh, wow, wow. You, you want to argue again? <laughs> I do, yeah. You just pushed me to the side like a bag of trash right there. I just kept going. He didn't even listen to yeah, what I you said. You know, it took us about 18 weeks to finally argue, so I'm glad we, we got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> we did a pretty good job at that. So but yeah, keep your doing your nonsense, guy. <laughs> no, I was, just gonna, I was going to say, yeah, Kyler ending off this year pretty strong gives me a lot of faith that the Cardinals are going to bounce back in a big way next season. So good way to, to end off your Did he really finish that strong? He was okay, I guess. Like the, uh, He was good in this game, but he was like more bad than good the last few weeks. Granted, coming back from an injury mm-hmm. is big. and It's also a bad team, so it's not like you just got handed the same exact scenario he's had the last few years. Yeah, I'm just saying I think this Cardinals team is going to come back a lot stronger next year, especially after a good Fair draft. Enough. Yeah, I'm a big-time Kyler believer, so I'm right there with you. I, I, I think he's a good football player, and I don't think he gets yeah. a lot of respect in the NFL circles. So. What, what goes on with Geno, though, next year? That's what I... That's, I think, yeah. I think he'll probably stay on the Seahawks, but I, I think that they're going to look to get some quarterback somewhere. I think probably like a day oh, two quarterback. They should get a wily old veteran. Uh, I think Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Gino is a wily old veteran. Uh, sorry, um, I couldn't help it. I kind of like, I mean, I, this is what I was thinking just because <laughs> Michael Penix plays for Washington. Him going to Seattle would be kind of cool. The commanders. Does he play for the commanders? The, the who am I? Who am I? Uh, okay, next up. Rams 21, 49ers 20. Carson Wentz 17 to 24, 163, two touchdowns, a pick, 17 carries for 56 yards. Dude, every time I was looking at this game, he was carrying the ball. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? He looked like RG3, dude. Dude, he's uh, running back one on the Rams now, didn't you hear? I guess so, yeah. He had a rushing <laughs> touchdown as well. Ronnie Rivers, 13 for 52. Bryson Hopkins, 2 for 47. Puka, 4 for 41 and a touchdown. Broke rookie records for receptions and was it yards or touchdowns? I think he had two rookie yards. Yards. So he had, there was a nice moment with him, and I believe it was his mom in the stands. Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool that they got him the record and then promptly pulled him, I'd imagine. Uh, Tyler Johnson went two catches, eight yards and a touchdown. 
For the Niners, Sam Darnold, 16 for 26, 189 touchdown, a rushing touchdown. I believe he also had a very costly fumble at the end of the game. Uh, not that this game meant really anything for either team. Uh, I guess it meant something for the Rams. I got him the sixth seed. Elijah Mitchell went 14 for 52 and a touchdown, two catches for 15 yards. Jordan Mason, six carries, 36 yards. Chris Conley, three catches, 69 yards. Nice. Brandon Ayuk, three catches, 25 yards. Debo, two for 21. Ronnie Bell had a five-yard touchdown catch. Uh, this was just, this. I mean, it was an entertaining-ish game. As entertaining as a Sam Darnold versus Carson Wentz game could be. Uh, but anything stood out here for you guys? Yeah, Carson, Will, Carson Wentz still has the wheels. Yeah, he's the new Taysom Hill on the Rams. I guess so. Let's do that. Um, this game was nothing more to me than, you know, some specific guys like Puka just going for records and trying to hit contract, you know, targets, incentives. things like that. Yeah, incentives. So it was, it didn't even get a lot of time on red zone. I feel like it did. Not real. Except, I mean, the actual scores, of course, but well, yeah. 49ers were up for most of this game, and then the Rams just kind of came back. So I guess that was the entertaining part. Yeah, I mean, close game for, you know, a backup game. Mm-hmm. Kind of neat. Mm-hmm. But, All right. Eh. Next up, another backup game. Chiefs 13, Chargers 12. Oof. Blaine Gabbert, 15 for 30, 154 yards and a pick, 46 rushing yards. LaMichael Pirine, 21 carries, 76 yards, three catches, 33 yards. Miko Hardman, 6 for 77. Easton Stick went 28 of 47 for 258. He had 77 rushing yards as well. Austin Eckler, 10 carries, 11 yards. Seven (laughs) catches for 38 yards. Donald Parham, 5 for 83. Palmer, 6 for 44. Erickson, 2 for 29. Quentin Johnston, 2 for 17. This game sucked. I this don't want to talk they about this game. Much about. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was I awful. don't either. I mean, this was, I mean, basically backup versus backup. The Chiefs were playing backups because they have their three spot already in the, in the hole. And the Chargers were playing backups because they suck and they're injured. So, yeah, stinky. That's about it. A 13 12 game. I, uh, I don't think that was Scorigami, though, was it? Was that no, Scorigami? I don't think it was. Before. All right, let's move it on. That's boring game. Uh, Austin Eckler, ten for ele- going ten for eleven. It was just the perfect way to end this season for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ten for ten would have been nice. Yes, it would have been. Uh, Bills twenty-one, Dolphins fourteen for the AFC East title. The Bills get the two seed. The Dolphins get the six seed. Josh Allen thirty of thirty-eight, three fifty-nine, two touchdowns, two picks, sixty-seven rushing yards and a fumble. James Cook thirteen carries, thirty-six yards, three catches, sixteen yards. Khalil Shakur six for four for one hundred five. Stefan Diggs, 7 for 87. Dalton Kincaid, 7 for 84, who I found out in the broadcast went to high school in Las Vegas. One of his high schools was in Las Vegas. I think the other one actually was in San Diego, too, funny enough. Which which he high did? school? Faith Lutheran. Hmm. He went to Faith uh, Lutheran for a little bit. But then I think he went, and then I think he changed to San, uh, San Diego High School. I think it was San Diego. So I had he no idea that he went to Faith, though. though. Yeah. Why not Bishop Gorman if you're going to do that? Uh-huh. Trent Sherfield, three for 24 and a touchdown. Dawson Knox, two for 22 and a touchdown. The Dawson Knox touchdown, I believe, was the touchdown to put the Bills ahead nice. and uh, win them the game. I think that was the third touchdown. For the Dolphins, two, it went 17 of 27, 173, a touchdown, two picks. Did not look very good. A-Chan, 10 for 56 and a touchdown. Jeff Wilson, nine for 45. 
Tyreek, seven for 82 and a touchdown. Durham Smythe, three for 30. Melvin Ingram, one and a half sacks. Uh, the Devon Achan touchdown was sick. He had oh, such yeah. a, like, a nice little cut to the inside. And I mean, oh, man, he's going to be... He's going to be dope next year, I think. He I finished, hope. he had a, an, a cool stat that I saw a couple people post about where he finished with the highest yards per attempt ever. I think it was like 7. Oh, wow. point, or was it yards per carry? 7.8? Wow. Wow, yeah. that's, that's awesome. It's like college. That's literally insane. To be that far, like closer to 10 than 5, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's nuts. Good for him. Uh, yeah, good for the Bills, too. Congrats to them. They get to play the Steelers now instead of the... I think they would have had to play the Chiefs, mm-hmm. like the Dolphins. Or mm-hmm. No, they would have had to play the Dolphins. They would have had to go back oh. to Miami. So I didn't want to see that game again, especially because it wasn't really that entertaining of a game, honestly. I thought it was going to be better than it actually turned out to be. The Dolphins are struggling. They lost Jalen Phillips. Uh, Jalen Phillips, sorry. Bradley Chubb. Saving Howard's banged up, right? Like, yeah. No water, no mustard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's star players at every level of besides their quarterback. <laughs> wow. So I, I don't I I think the Dolphins can't beat Kansas City, but I, I'm not gonna pick them. I, I think Kansas City's gonna gonna win. Yeah, all those guys that we just mentioned, they're just a top heavy team, just the way they're it works out for the Dolphins and I just with the way the Chiefs' defense has been playing, it's not looking likely. Yeah, it'll be interesting no matter what. But yeah, I just, I think another Bills Dolphins game next year would have been like so boring. Like, oh, I don't want to see this game again. So I was, I was rooting for Buffalo like the entire time. I would have rather seen Dolphins Chiefs than Dolphins Bills. So yeah. uh, I'm excited for Dolphins Chiefs. I think that's going to be entertaining at the very least. Uh, even though I'm picking Kansas City, I'll be rooting for Miami. But yeah, I just don't, I don't see the Dolphins making much noise in the playoffs, unfortunately, which. It's kind of crazy to say because at the start of the season, they look like they were going to be really awesome, honestly. Absolutely. So, I don't know. You guys got anything else on this one? Um, no. no, I mean, other than that, Josh Allen played a good game, man. He's a turnover machine, but man, he gets production. That's all I got to say. Uh, the sec or I, I don't, the inter, either, neither interception was very, very good, honestly. The second one, when he threw it, I was like, well, that's going to be a pick. Before it even like landed in the end zone, I was like, that's an interception, the way he threw it like off his back foot. He's just so yeah. reckless. He so is. reckless. A lot of Brett Favre to him, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. That's all for Week 18. We'll be back on Saturday to preview the wild card round. Uh, as always, you can find us on social media, Raging Takes everywhere, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Montana Sauce. Kai is at RTP Kai. Mac is at It's Mac Bruh, B-R-U-H. Dylan is at Such a Wise Fool. If you want to send us an email, it's RagingTakes at gmail.com. And we'll be back on Saturday. We'll see you then. See you guys. Bye.